0: Hello and welcome to the Womankind Collective podcast with me, Lou Hawkins Thompson,
1: and me, Ginty Sheeran.
0: Join us and our wonderful guests for a fun and educational weekly chat talking about women's health and the extraordinary of everyday life whilst battling our hormones and the laundry.
1: We start series nine in the new year with two wonderful guests, Julu Irvin and Heg Brignall, who make up the folk music duo Southering. Julu and Heg effortlessly entwine their important messages about climate change, social conscience, and the importance of community and connection with nature, championing female characters, creating new narratives for women, and unearthing the female heroines of folk their music is evocative and distinctive transporting audiences with their exquisite vocal harmonies and their message of hope during hard times and they have generously agreed to play something live for us too so you'll be able to hear those beautiful harmonies it was amazingly wasn't it goosebumps uh we have a new book for the book club uh caitlin moran's what about men I hear you say, no, you don't really usually say that. (laughs) Uh, And we will be delving into the prologue and discussing what the book is going to be all about. Lou has a brand new WI. She's been working hard here and she also has um, a quote for us, don't you? Yes. We had some lovely comments after our finale episode with virtual PA um, Lorena Rodalia and over Christmas,
0: didn't we, Lou? Oh, we did. So the lovely Amantha from My Menno Coach, she commented, a fabulous listener, really enjoyed this. Fabulous listen, I think it is. I think it was. Stuck an extra R on the end, (laughs) didn't we? Uh, Yes,
1: perfect. Thank thank you, Amantha. Lovely, Rachel commented saying, What a lovely way to finish off the year. It was so good to know there are people like Lorraine supporting the adults who we support in education. I shall worry a little less about their futures. That's lovely, isn't it? Um, She says, "Mm, Lou, maybe have a look at the map and see where the River Thames flows. Last time. I checked it rises um, in Gloucestershire, flows through Oxfordshire, Berkshire, Middlesex, and London. Don't recall any meanderings into North. Well, I
0: thought they could have come down through the sea.
1: Well, who who knows? The North
0: Sea. I don't know. I
1: don't know, but I mean, She's but gonna Rachel, tell me. Rachel. Rachel's going to tell
0: me. She knows. She, she knows. She's good at geography.
1: Yeah, well done. There's a there's a little lot of. I was going to say there's a lot of sex in there, but there's only one. <laughs> there's one middle <laughs> sex. There's no other sexes. You
0: just, just your filthy mind. It is my filth. 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 So the wonderful Elena told us fab as always, looking very festive, lovelies and have reserved book at the library for next series, fabulous, Mm. you're going to be reading along.
1: Yeah, that is great, great you can get it in the library. Um, And my big bro Neil messaged us from Borneo saying, I listened to the podcast yesterday on our epic nine and a half hour drive, you kept us happy and interested for one of these hours, so thank you. Uh, We didn't do overly well in the quiz, funnily enough, (laughs) and we are still struggling a little bit with the image of thousands of turtles turkeys in leather boots walking a hundred miles to their doom and he adds I do love an interesting fact though Runs in yes. family, yes
0: yeah. if you
1: didn't listen to that one go and listen to the last one about if you want to know about turkeys in leather boots
0: <laughs> it's not what you think no. um, and Claire the executive menopause coach uh, messaged us saying well done ladies your podcasts have been fantastic this year and thank you for having me on um, and sharing this episode to my menopause community. Thank you very much, Claire. Thank you,
1: Claire. Um, and Jasmine from Change Your Space, another previous guest commented, thank you for having me on this year too. It was a real joy, talking stuff, permission to let go and identity. It was a good chat. It was, and that's still there for you and to I, listen you know, to. if you missed her that. At
0: hang time the other morning. She's, Did you?
1: Oh, she's, she's lovely, lovely. lovely. Um,
0: and we also had some messages about our Christmas book recommendations. With For the Wild saying, my Christmas list includes Haggitude by Sharon Blackie. We've had that one mentioned before. We have. We must and, get round to that one. Yeah. Entangled by Merlin Sheldrake, which we I haven't. Entangled Life. Entangled Life yeah. by Merlin Sheldrake. So I've also just added Femina, so thank you. Mm.
1: And another from Connective Healing who told us, I'm reading an amazing book on the subject of witches. It's called Women, A Woman as Healer by Jean Ackerberg. This book surveys the healing activities of women from prehistoric times to present. She examines closely the cultures where the chief deity was feminine and where women worked independently and were honoured. Bring back those times.
0: Yeah, that book sounds right (laughs) up your road. It really
1: does. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the amazing Liza Reardon messaged us asking, can I cheekily recommend my own book, Under the Knife? Thrilled you have at Be Wild, amazing book in the pile.
1: Oh, thank mm. you. That does look a good book, it does. actually, your d- doesn't amazing, it? amazing, yeah. yes.
0: Um, we've also had some really heartwarming
1: messages like the one from Margaret. She says, absolutely love your podcast. Fabulous guests, always informative, fab recipes and always a laugh too. There are so many things I've learned about myself listening. I loved reading Cara Giles's book and I'm reading it again for the Book Collective. It's so beautifully written and so much of it resonates with me. Love to you both. Well love back to you. Margaret's Margaret. been there
0: from day one. You have that's messaging and us. Do
1: you know what? It I'm always lo- I know we've got one more comment, but I always look it takes time and effort. To write a little comment. It's busy not life, just easy. So we know easy, Margaret's
0: so got a busy life. Exactly. We know what she does. So it's, yeah, thank you. We really
1: appreciate it. Anyway, we've got one more Lou. Haven't yes, we? we have.
0: I'm I'm geared. So from one of our lovely regular listeners again, we've had a message saying, Hi there. Just needed to share that after a light bulb moment going off on one of your podcasts, I went to see my GP and she thinks I have lichen sclerosis and I have the strong steroid ointment to try. Your podcast is brilliant. Please pass on to Claire Bohammer that I really recognize myself in her story, even down to being a fidgety little girl. Amazing. Just had to let you know. I
1: really appreciate that she let us know because yeah. I got goosebumps now and I, I just think that's why we're here, isn't it? This is why we do what we do and talk about things that, you know, not everybody
0: wants to talk wants about, to talk
1: about they're or not, they're does not, talk about. They're
0: not sexy things.
1: No, not always. We talk about sexy things like middle sex. Yeah. Sexy things. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, my my throat was just making funny noises there, Barting. Lou. Wasn't it? In my throat, I have Lou didn't know if it was a burp, but it wasn't a burp. It was... It was one of those throaty, <laughs> right in my ear, <laughs> you know, and it shocks you. You think, "Is that me?" Yeah, it was Fox you. Sake. It wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, listeners. Anyway, Lou. So, not how's your week been? How has your
0: Christmas holidays been? Oh, it was well. Other than it being poorly once again over Christmas, I with know this happened cold, last year, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, second time, second year on the
1: bounce. It happens a lot. People it's when you stop, isn't yeah. it? And it just you let go of everything and just
0: that was it so it was pretty pants but i had my girls home we had a lovely it was a lovely family christmas actually um so i didn't really have much to say about it you know i did it it went you were ill. i was ill cooked for 11. cooked for 11 the next day because nobody went to my sisters because her husband was ill (laughs) so So, they all came to you again even though i was ill yeah
1: Lou's all right, she'll do it.
0: She'll do it. Yeah, yeah, sod that. Sod that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I didn't make the Christmas Day swim. I, I held the towels. We have a big Christmas Day swim in, in um,
1: Exmouth. Oh, when you say big, it's like, oh, my the God. Thousands and thousands, of thousands of people. Thousands of people were yeah. going. So yeah. my
0: girls went in and, and uh, my daughter's boyfriend and my nephew. I we took all need them down. a towel holder, Lou. Yes. yes They're very, that, important. Yeah, very important. That was I. Very important. That was I. My husband was on the lifeboat, so we just waved to him from the shore. Not that he saw us. He was too busy looking at the thousands of people in the water. And that was about my Christmas, actually. Lovely. But it was ju- it was just chilled, And it yeah. did go very quickly this year, Yeah, I found. Um, yeah, I wrote a few bits down. But to be fair, they've gone off the boil. You know, I'm being honest. Yeah. Got, I was angry at the time. I'm not angry anymore. Oh, no, I know. If something
1: got your goat then, you thought that'd be good to mention. Yeah. No, I, I can't give a toss Don't now. Don't
0: give a shit now. <laughs> <laughs> so how about your festivities well Lou do you ever Go play on.
1: do you uh, we, had, we had a we had a nice time but do you ever play you do still play parlor games like you know uh, oh we like did, charades. We did charades.
0: well we didn't do charades we had the way you st- had the sticky thing on your head oh who am I kind of who, thing yeah yeah I
1: like those that I like was those. very
0: funny well
1: you know everyone used to play Trivial Pursuit didn't they well we've got we had my daughter bought me actually one called this year called truly terrifying trivia and instead of really boring topics like sport and leisure and geography don't shout at me but but they are a bit boring um especially the sport i mean christ anyway um (laughs) the topics are things like death by chocolate which is questions about people being killed in unique ways um or another topic If I could turn back time, it's nothing to do with share. It's questioned about gross facts that you might regret knowing once you do. Do you know what, listeners,
0: I reckon we're gonna have these we're gonna have these facts. How did you know, aren't we? This is what's it's going. Thank you, Millie. She knows me so well. I've only got one, but you might Go find
1: on. A, you might find a few cropping up in the next few um, episodes. Next few years, because one of them you'll like this, Lou. One of the topics is questions about plants named after human genitalia.
0: Oh, yes, wow, I do like. Oh, now I'm interested. Now, now
1: you've poked my fancy. I thought. Yes. <laughs> So what is the name of the plant that resembles a vulva? It's also known as a butterfly pea. Is it labiophilia, clitoria, phalopachia or vulvaria?
0: Volvaria.
1: I, I thought that was a good one, but it's not. It's clitoria. Oh, <gasps> who doesn't want a clitoria plant in their garden? I'm going to
0: get, do you think they've got that? Is it Greenfinger? Is it the garden? They centre? are. I,
1: you look them up. If you haven't seen one, anybody, look up the butterfly pea, and they are absolutely beautiful. And they've been used for healing through, throughout many years. They're also used for dye because they're a beautiful, like purpley blue. And they are gorgeous. I put so
0: butterfly, pea, clitoris plant. So
1: you could have clitorias all over your garden.
0: Who wouldn't would
1: know? Who would know? Oh, look, ooh, look at look at
0: me, look at me, Mr. Jones, with my lovely <laughs> clitorias in my front garden. <laughs> Mr. Jones, you're <laughs> chopping at my clitorias. Oh, stop it, stop it, Mr. Jones. As you walk past, brushing my clitorias. Oh my God, we've got oh down a the rabbit fun hole.
1: we have. <laughs> the fun we're gonna have with this one. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got any, I wouldn't surprise be surprised if Rachel's got some in her yes, garden. Rachel if you, you, think you have. Mr. Cause... Jones
0: comes around and fancies little <laughs> yeah, fancy. I, re-
1: I reckon he might. I don't might. know who
0: Mr. Jones is, by
2: the way.
1: He's just some random made up <laughs> neighbour. Some generic <laughs> men neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> that we don't like no. for some reason. Um, on the subject of flowers and gardens, uh Lou bought me a lovely almanac again this year. Every so year, she, every she
0: loves year. it. So now every year until the day I pop me clogs, she's yeah, gonna I get do. it. I think
1: it's so. It's the almanac. It's the seasonal guide to 2024 by Leah Lean Dirt. um and it is brilliant. But there's one thing that really got my goat. on it already. But um I'll I'll tell you about that in a minute. But so nice buns we had in there last year, didn't you remember? She did good buns. She did good buns. Well this year, twenty twenty four, um her main theme is all about the garden. Mm. Um particularly apt in this episode, I thought because we got we're gonna speak be speaking to Julu and Heg, um, and it's all about folk culture. Um there's a monthly folk songs set in flower-filled gardens, garden crafts, gardening by the moon, a guide to the most pollen-rich of flowers every season, and there's monthly garden folklore. So shall we take a look at January's garden folklore um, for all the naturists, not naturists, <laughs> <laughs> Mr Jones again! Oh, he's stop touching my clitoris! <laughs> Not the naturists, for all the gardeners and <laughs> nature people out there. Okay. So the uh, that's the word. <laughs> folklore. January has long been considered a month that holds prophecies for the year ahead. I thought you'd like this, Lou, because you like the weather, don't you? I love the weather. Um, And this is reflected in several bits of January weather law in which particular days are supposed to set the tone for the whole year's weather. So the feast of St. Vincent of Saragossa, patron saint of vinters and vinegar makers, on the 22nd of January, which when this comes out, it comes out on the 22nd so no t- it comes out on the 21st oh i'm sorry i do apologize no, 20,
0: 22 22
1: is 22nd the- of january Monday. is uh, is um yes is this such a day so <laughs> have a look at the weather because what they say is remember on this is going well isn't it today? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's our first, first day, day, back. day back we're very excited um so this is what the, the uh, weather law says. Remember, on St. Vincent, Vincent's day, if the sun his beams display, tis a token bright and clear of prosperous weather all the year. Do you know what? They give storms. On week. Sunday. Oh, God, that does not look good. In so it, what she says, she says, if that fails, we can pin our hopes on St. Paul, the Apostles' Day, which is on the 25th. So right. we'll move to next week. Um, great store was apparently once set on it not only for forecasts of the year's weather and its corresponding effect of the price of grain, but for darker prog- progn- prognostications. <laughs> didn't think that through. Um, so the weather law here states, if St. Paul Day be fair and clear, it does betide a happy year. But if chance it chance to snow or rain, then will be dear all kind of grain. If clouds or mist do dark the sky, great store of birds and beasts shall die. Let's oh, that hope not. Very, very mm. sad, isn't and it? And if the winds do fly aloft, then war shall vex the kingdom oft.
0: Jesus. So let's
1: hope it's not the last two Cri- sentences. Do you know what? This
0: is almost like when you have all those weather apps on your phones. So I have. I have loads of weather apps so um, she can
1: find a good one I do yeah
0: and I and even if that most of them say rain but there's one that says it's going to be sunny I think well, it's going to be sunny it's going to be sunny I won't need my coat my positivity
1: vibes positivity vibes she won't need a coat and then complains to me that she got caught in the rain yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what was getting your goat well what was what got my goat here right okay let me know what you think um so what, what she's going to do every month in this almanac is you've got to try and make space for the month, which I c- love the idea of, I think it's a really lovely thing. And so she's going to encourage you to make a space indoors that marks the change from one month to the next. <clears throat> but I don't particularly like how she's doing it. She's going to do it by bringing the outdoors in. Um, and she basically says, choose a space and clear it. I haven't got any space. <laughs> You are going to clear <laughs> it then, are you? <laughs> so that's that out. But then um, then she goes on to say, um, if you want, uh, you, so you've got to bring in things from the outside in, but first of all, you've got to consider choosing a different tablecloth from each month. I've got one tablecloth. Who the hell has got 12 tablecloths?
0: I've got two. One of them from a very old, dead aunt. <laughs> <laughs> And one of them that was in the sale at TK Maxx that could actually cover the front of my house because it's so big.
1: So, so you could alternate.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, who has twelve mm, tablecloths? That really got my goat. Okay. okay, and make space for a candle and think about buying some different coloured candles to match the month's mood. Oh, I don't okay. like coloured candles. No,
0: I haven't got the money to spend I think on she loaded was clutching candles. Straws here.
1: I think so. And your table might include pieces of moss, twigs of oaks and ash. Like lichen, seed heads, feathers, stone and pebbles—crap,
0: basically. Crap in garden. Most of those are in my pockets from one of my beach walks. Yes. I got yeah.
1: That is my pockets when my kids were about three.
0: Yeah, but those are my pockets now at the age of fifty-six.
1: Well, you could make a nice little table with your two tablecloths, Lou, <laughs> and just you know, I, it might shelf. be your thing. It might be your thing, but I, I just thought that got got me goat a bit. So, and then, then so you coincidentally, could, you could
0: bring your as inside. Oh yeah, then but Mister Jones wouldn't be able to stroke him as he <laughs> <goes past. laughs> he wouldn't take them Brush away from Mister Jones. But I, you've just—that might
1: be why it annoys me slightly because I don't like flowers, do I? Indoors, no, I don't like cut flowers. Like so maybe and that's not
0: it. no.
1: My clitoris is staying firmly outside. So I found this lovely, coincidentally, um, <clears throat> Icelandic word which sums up my thoughts completely on this idea. So the word, get this, glugavather. Yeah, oh, sexy Lou, middle sexy. Finding joy and contentment in observing nature's whims from the coziness of home, the feeling of warmth and shelter while admiring the elements. Literally, it means window weather.
0: I like that. Glugavetha. Glugavetha. Yeah. I'm very Glugavetha. Yeah. So mm. I'm going
1: to welcome each month by just looking at my window. Like Luger-Bathering. Luger-Bathering. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. We begin this new series with two wonderful guests, Julu Irvin and Heg Brignall, who together make up the folk duo Southering. Known for their chemistry and humour on stage, they effort- effortlessly better than I said that word, intertwine their important messages about the state of our climate, social conscience, and the importance of community and connecting with nature. They champion female characters, creating new narratives for women and unearthing the female heroines of folk. Their music is evocative and distinctive, transporting audiences with their exquisite vocal harmonies and their message of hope during hard times.
0: And we are so lucky here in Devon because in 2019, (coughs) Julu and Hegg moved from Bristol to Devon in a bid to create more connected life on the edge of Dartmoor National Park. The wild expanse and history of Dartmoor influences and inspires their music, which is rooted in the landscape that surrounds them. Alongside their duo, they delight in bringing communities together. They run two community choirs, the Wheelhouse Folk <laughs> Choir and the Great Sea Choir, and also run their company, Southering Singing Retreats, which offers singing workshops for adults. I love that. Mm. As if this wasn't enough. Yeah. Sorry. We'll <laughs> talk to you later <laughs> yeah. about that. As if this wasn't <laughs> enough, they are key members of the team that created the very first Tavistock Pride in 2022, which grew even bigger in 2023. So welcome. welcome, Julie and <laughs> hi Hi. it's so nice to be
1: here thanks for coming so much you're so busy so thank (laughs) you for fitting us in we're glad you we got you at the beginning of the year um so was it music that brought you together and how did you both meet yeah, we actually met. I was running a
3: choir in Bristol and Julie joined the choir and that's how we met and then we fell in love.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, I love it.
3: <laughs> and then we started playing music together and then we fled to the countryside. Yeah. And yeah, that, so that's where it started in Bristol in the choir.
1: Wonderful. And and because this is your this is not I'm written this down, but so you've not long been
2: suthering when did suthering actually start then so we first of all when we first started playing music together we were just under our name julie Irvin and Heg brignall so we did a bit of touring with that um and then we changed our name to suthering in 2020 and we basically didn't really start touring properly until we released our first album which was in 2021 wasn't it yeah um or early 22, I can't remember now. Twenty one. Twenty-one. Um, yeah. So basically we it's been twenty two. Twenty-two, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's <laughs> twenty-one, twenty-two.
2: Yeah, say that COVID COVID followed, followed it all up, it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, COVID sort of made time do a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, but really yes, yeah, so we would not really been been together in terms of singing for that long. We sort of started off just doing bits and bobs, and then it really just took off with the release of our first album.
1: That's well, amazing. it sounds like you've been singing together all your lives
2: it it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's absolutely beautiful so, so is folk music
0: sort of a really big um part important part of your life sort of before you got together as well
3: yeah we both grew up with folk music in our lives both like your stepdad and your mum um are big into folk They're music folk, yeah. um, and my dad loves folk music plays a bit of folk music um so it's kind of entrenched in our upbringing i suppose yeah um uh yeah, we like all sorts of music though as well. We like a lot of 80s pop as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and 90s it's, boy bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always good to dance around the kitchen too, aren't yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'd
1: love to hear your harmonies to that some of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> <Very good.
2: laughs> brilliant when we're playing Backstreet Boys. How <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Occasionally we to put
3: together some kind of festival, 80s duo situation.
1: Do it. Yeah. I, I know one Um, one of the Beautiful Days festivals I went to, we saw Aid Edmondson. I think it was the Bad Shepherds. Have you ever seen Ade Edmondson in the Bad Shepherds? No. They play um, punk, but in a folk style. So it's all oh. like the... Really, you know, well-known punk st- songs in a in a folk style are absolutely brilliant. Of course, everyone knows the word, so everyone's singing along. Yeah, so that. that might be an idea. 80s songs in a folk style.
2: Okay, right. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> I love that. Um, so Southering, that's quite, a, 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 can you tell us, we know because we've read it, but where did that beautiful name come from?
2: Uh, so we, well, Heg actually discovered the word, didn't you? He? Heg was reading um, a book by Robert McFarlane called Landmarks, and uh, came across the word Southering, which means the sound of the wind through the trees. And we would, it was so difficult to try and think of a band name. We were coming up with all kinds of ridiculous ideas that would have been awful. And then that word just sort of sprung out. And we were like, God, that is absolutely perfect for what we do. Yeah. It just uh, encapsulate everything. And also just the sound of the word is so nice. It's got such a dreamy sound quality it to the word itself.
0: Yeah, yeah it really uh, has. It, yeah. So Lovely folk music is typically defined as traditionally and generally rural music that originates, um, was passed down through families and other small social groups, and the word folk comes from the German word Volk, meaning the people. So, with this in mind, along with your love of community and connections, would you say that folk music and culture is almost a way of life for you?
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, that's a juicy question. Um, <laughs> I love that question. And I, I also didn't know that Vault that it was German origin. So that was yes. that was a new little bit of information for yeah. me. There you go.
3: I think, <laughs> I think it is a bit of a way of life. Like, like when we um moved out of Bristol where we'd lived for we both lived there for 10 years, um, it was quite a stark difference. The the pace of life and the kind of traditions that um happen often around here. We've just actually spent the last couple of weeks wassailing, doing a lot of wassailing um Julu is in a morris side just
2: joined <laughs>
1: so oh, wow
3: it, there's something um very connecting about folk music and um the storytelling and um being together and it being less about kind of ego and, and um yeah. and more about um yeah coming together
2: really yeah. and
3: and tolerating one another and knowing that we're all the same yeah and
2: it's what we do in every aspect of our work in fact like even the aspects that are less folky even with organizing pride it's still about bringing communities together and giving uh, a voice to people that maybe just don't often have one i think that was a lot of the case with folk music back in the day you know kind of more working class movement of the Mm. kind of people wanting to sing about the things that were affecting them in their day-to-day lives and yeah, I suppose in a modern day, that's giving a voice to marginalized people, or, you know, yeah. which that we do try and do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, there's a lot over like, there in terms of like folk music and the uh, the pride stuff that we do.
2: Yeah.
3: there's It's got a similar um, uh, meaning
1: and importance behind yeah. it. I, I think so. It's just welcoming, Definitely. isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it seems, it just seems to invite whoever, whoever you are, wherever. you come from whatever there's no boundaries no you're you're welcome yeah um yeah no that's how very much from from me looking at you guys and what you do that's very much how it seemed it just seemed and I think sometimes we don't do these things on purpose do we don't we don't think I'm going to be in a folk folk culture and I'm going to do these things it's just sort of in it's just what you do isn't Mm -hmm. it and it's just what you kind of believe which which is really lovely Um, And your debut album, the album that Lou and I have been listening to all weekend, um, and that explores the same themes of community, environment and conscience. Um, And knowing that that songs traditionally have been passed down, um, orally passed down, does the album contain more traditional songs or do you write your own as well? So that the first album
3: had just two traditional songs on it. Um, and the rest were original and the, the new album that we're working on at the moment is all original but apart from one
2: wow yeah. so w- which on the album were traditional which were the, the traditional survey, ones? The mm-hmm. survey and blood and gold the a one. one oh wow, wow. yeah gosh so the rest of them we wrote fantastic
1: because they're all the they're, they're obviously they all sound you know so so not yeah, similar, they... but they've got that that, that old traditional sound. Yeah, so all very yeah, evocative.
3: All yeah. the songs, absolutely love them. Do you write
1: together, <clears throat> or do you write?
3: Separately? We don't, don't... manage that yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tend to kind of write on our own, don't we? And then bring them to each other, and then the arrangements start to kind of shape the song.
2: Yeah, and that's what gives it the kind of thread. Because actually, our songwriting is very different, but when we when we arrange them. Obviously, we put all our different instruments in them, and that kind of gives it sort of a more common feeling from one song to the next.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> how many instruments? Sorry, I'm adding loads of questions here. How many, <laughs> how many instruments do you play? Then do you play?
2: Uh, I play guitar, whistles, and flute, um, and sing. And I play piano and sing.
3: And was trying to add in some harmonium. But yeah,
0: Mina doesn't. Hard sound like that. Stop like it!
2: Getting, 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 getting,
0: <laughs> you know it's like oh God. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that send it <laughs> sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last year we had the lovely Bridget Christie, and she used a lot of folk music in her brilliant, hugely popular comedy series called The Change, which was about a sisterhood and the rites of passage into menopause or hagdom. And you champion female characters and look for female heroines in folk. So it feels as though there is a connection and something intuitive about folk, folk culture, n- nature, and being a woman.
2: Would you agree with this? I mean, it's an interesting point. Can I just say we love Brooklyn Yeah, that's Christy. what I was going to say. Oh, yeah.
0: Way. I think she Absolutely. got to see her as yeah, well last year. I got year. to meet her last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we Oh, well, she
2: went to see her live show. Yeah, we? we did. I, love, just love, I just love her. I just think that she's the best. She just comes across as a woman that's just so approachable and down to earth. And she's hilarious. She's like yeah. one of the funniest. I think she's probably my favourite comedian of all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, if you're listening, um, we love you. we'd like to do a collab.
2: <laughs> yeah we were yes, on the please. podcast so yeah. we just got a whole Bridget Christie thing going on here don't <laughs> we <laughs> Um in terms of uh women and folk it's a really interesting one because um a lot of the the folk stories that have been passed down and folk songs are actually um male voiced in the sense that um a lot of the wit wh- songs that women sang to each other in the in England particularly not so much in Scotland but in England were not recorded because a lot of women in the lower classes weren't able to write or didn't have access to um, pass these down in the same way. So there's been a lot of loss of the female culture in folk music. And there's a lot of um, very male dominated songs where the women end up like dead or um, abandoned or like all these (laughs) horrid narratives for the women. But in terms of the kind of historical storytelling and nurturing and um, gathering of women over the years it seems like it should go hand in hand with female culture Mm -hmm. so it's a really weird kind of um, dual situation where you've got storytelling and yeah all the stories of nature that are so entrenched in female culture and then this very male dominated traditional folk um, scene that has been uh, derived from all of these songs that are readily available to people to listen to. Yeah.
1: I suppose it's history all over, isn't it? It's yeah. really been written by, written by men. So it's men's exactly. history. It,
2: so it's, kind it's, of scene. Yeah. Yes. And like the erasing of the kind of women's side of it, which is. Yeah.
3: There's lots of work right now, isn't there yeah. women, women doing
0: chores and
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but there's, there's all the bloody mischief that's what yeah. I exactly say. and there yeah. would have been
0: plenty of mischief yeah. and, you know, yeah, and plenty of is. teachings for the children and the generations as well wouldn't there in those songs yeah. and those lyrics yeah.
1: And yeah, yeah, they probably
0: got those. The
1: children probably got all those teachings, but as you say, it wasn't written down and it wasn't yeah. sort of, you know, mm, sort lost. of passed down. Yeah. I absolutely love um, which is obviously one of your songs, Mary, on your album. Oh. She's <laughs> great, isn't she? Yeah, the whole great. story and the whole yeah. story, what happened. She's not having any of it, is she? No, I'm like, ah, ah, no. <laughs> no
2: oh, well, I'm just gonna yeah.
3: read all your yeah. work then. See <laughs> you later.
2: Yeah, I'm loving you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's all
2: here on. yeah, we're like, right, well, we'll write the folk songs, yes. yeah, on. people be like, oh, yeah, women look quite badass actually, aren't we? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's and it's so it's brilliant that you wrote that because it's sort of you know I listening to it, I, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that it's sort of um a modern you know, written sort of you know, in modern times it's it's brilliant,
2: yeah, loads of people have asked me if that's traditional, actually. So maybe I'll just pretend that it is. Like, yeah. That's a snippet of what women were getting up to in those days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that for
0: a fact. Tell them I got that. Yes. Well, it <laughs> we,
2: we, we read, actually,
1: you might want to read it if you haven't already, a book called Femina, which is all about women in the um, in medieval times. And there's some amazing stories oh, it's that's ha- nice. oh that looks that's amazing. amazing so she, she's she gone back and found you know oh, where nice. are the women where where are you know what was happening because we know that women had businesses they had there's one woman in, in there that owned a mill didn't she in a yeah. brewery and this was all and of head, head of churches times. as
0: well head, head, yeah. head, of, head of monasteries
1: so they were around these women they're written just out. written out but she's managed yeah. to dig around and yeah. find some
0: you Janina know Janina Ramirez she's found these women yeah so cool yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a copy
2: of that yeah they, these stories do exist and there are people that are dedicating a lot of time to unearthing them and i just think that's brilliant yeah. it
1: is it is there's a couple of characters in there that you know reminded reminded me of mary yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um where are we luna so we know that singing is good for stress levels and general well-being so can you tell us more about your community choirs and um Oh, I've put there. Do you have to s-
0: sing? Do you have oh, to, do you have to can sing? Can you sing? Do you mean? Can, do can you, you, like I, mean me, I know I can't you can sing, sing, but I think I can. But
1: can anyone join a choir, even if they, you know, feel that they haven't got a voice? All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: I'll,
3: I'll do... <laughs> we
1: um we
3: love the choirs. The choirs bring a lot of joy, and um we work on the e- work with them on the ethos that anyone can join we don't audition it's completely open to absolute beginners or more advanced singers. everyone's we kind of try and cater for everyone but we work on a kind of um, relentless optimism that everybody can learn to do it and it's just about enthusiasm and um encouragement and and a, learning a skill basically so we have people all different ages and abilities they come in a lot of them go I'm never going to be able to do this and then flash forward six months and they're performing at Sydney folk festival doing really challenging material and it's um it's one of the most rewarding things watching them flourish going from t- some of them come in they're s- extremely timid and they've been told when they're a kid that they can't sing and that they've got this um you know self-consciousness about their voice and and to watch them Come out of their shell and become really excellent singers. Like we've we've got singers in our choirs that went from total beginner to really accomplished singers. So yeah. it's um it's an absolute joy. Yeah. yeah, really lovely. And the community aspect of the choirs as well, the social side of it is just really wonderful.
0: So is that for men and women? Is that for both yeah. as well? Yeah, fantastic. We've got anything from
3: is over eighteen. We've got like early from early twenties all the way up to eighties.
1: It's a whole mix. Wonderful. Yeah, because there's something about singing with. Uh, I used to love it when uh, I didn't love going to church with my family, but I loved the hymns because there's something about singing with other people. You can really knock it out <laughs> and yeah. not be heard, can't you? Really, you yeah. can. You can sort of maybe the person next to you, but you can really get the enjoyment out of singing without the kind of oh god, everybody's looking at me because I'm singing. And I would imagine it's it's similar in, in, in a choir, but some for some people, I suppose, as you said, they they find. Their voice yeah. they find they can actually
0: sing oh yeah. lovely yeah. you see I think I'd be in the shed you put me in the shed if I started singing although I think I'm absolutely amazing you're all like, oh, right I yeah. edge, you're
2: out. You're out outside.
0: like you say we can all do it's like art, oh, isn't it we can
1: all do it it's just as to what Degree. you know degree and and what sort of songs do you do and do you do tend to do stick to folk songs in the choir or do you do all sorts of things
2: we, we do the odd traditional folk song but we tend to find contemporary sort of folky ish artists um and do we try to do arrange because we write the arrangements ourselves we try and do arrangements of songs that haven't been sung by other choirs essentially so that what we're doing is unique Lovely. um and i'd say the theme is that they're generally sort of storytelling songs rather than sort of specifically folk. But I would say as a whole, the choir has a folky sound. Yeah. And there are,
3: there are quite a lot of, we do do traditional tunes as yeah, well. Yeah, just we? not loads of them no.
2: really. Yeah, mm-hmm. but because obviously we tour um, at Southering and meet a lot of musicians. We, we do try and do arrangements of people's songs that we've met out on the road, for example, as like a nice thing to like connect mm-hmm. with them a bit more and yeah. Lovely.
0: So with the Great Sea Choir, does is that more sort of sea shanties and things as well, or no? We did. Although last year we did do a load of sea shanties
3: because they performed at um, Falmouth International Sea Shanty Festival. Uh, right, okay. But yeah, they we do do some sea songs, but the name isn't necessarily yeah shantyish. That yeah, yeah it's yeah. more to do with the sound of a great sea
0: rather than right yeah good. That's good. Lose
1: a big fisherman's friends fan.
0: Oh, I started flying yeah. a couple of years ago. My husband had to pull me out the tent. <laughs> she, was,
1: <laughs> she was climbing up the rigging with them. How <laughs> so long? She was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> I thought, oh, good, they finished. <laughs> and
0: they were very good. The more, <laughs> the more I was, was like... drinking, the better they sounded, I tell you. Um, so, lucky for us, you moved to Devon in 2019. So, how did the tavistock pride come about and and well congratulations both of you as this well is amazing. it's amazing it's it's really grown in in 2 years so what's going to be for 2024
3: well so we we started pride the the hilarious thing is that we started it We really wanted to make make some gay friends. (laughs) We'll do, we'll set up a Pride event. And then very quickly after just getting that started, it became apparent that it was way, way more than that. It was such an important thing that so many people wanted and it meant a lot to the, the whole town. Yeah. Um, and so, the, yeah, the first year we got it all set up and had a few hurdles to get past, in, um, in order to try and get the flag flown on the town hall and things like that, and yeah. and it went so well, and we made national press with it. It was absolutely just overwhelming how amazing. We had Tom it. Daly endorsing it. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. He, he yeah. made a video for us. Um, and then last year it grew a little bit we we went we the parade the first year was just on footpaths so last year 2023 and um, we closed the roads and the parade was uh-huh. much bigger and really fantastic yeah. With a big samba band and oh, yeah. uh, and the, <clears throat> the festival side of it grew a little bit we had an extra stage so this year we are um we're going to do the same as last year Mm -hmm. um, but we this year we've um, enlisted lots more help because it was way too much (laughs) it was way too much we were a bit bonkers taking that on and releasing an album <laughs> at the same time. it was just
2: crazy so yeah. we
3: are still very much involved but we've got lots more help so we've about 80 percent of the jobs now have been delegated to
2: really kind people that have offered their time for free yeah and a skill like for skilled people as well yeah. which has been amazing and actually i think doing <clears throat> the, the first two years and then being so successful and so many people there that it meant that when we put a call out saying these are the roles we need to fill we got a huge response really? because it's a recognized event now yeah so um that's amazing which means that we can just direct it more than being like bogged down with all of yeah. the different jobs and having to find minutes between touring to be like right we've got to spend two hours on pride now or just knowing that everything's being done is it's a load off isn't yeah because i
3: mean at one point last year we had piles and boxes there were after our- it was like a rainbow had thrown up thrown up in our house <laughs> <laughs> so, miles of stickers and flags and buttons. pride oh.
0: flags everywhere
3: absolutely <laughs> mad so we're hoping to yeah we're t- we are still involved and we're you know the organizers still but we are um we've we've got help which is absolutely amazing because it means that pride um, hopefully, we'll have a future beyond wh- when, yeah. however, however long we can organise. it yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: event now. We
3: are starting the process of passing the baton a little bit. Yeah,
2: it's just, got like, legs, it's as they say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's quite a responsibility. It, you just you know, just you, isn't it? And it, most people for big events like this have a committee, don't And have a you know, yeah. and, and and delegate. So that yeah, that's fantastic. And for anyone who doesn't is listening, who doesn't live in Devon. Tavistock is quite a small little you know town isn't it it's not you know so to have this is amazing and I watched the you can go online actually and have a look at the little uh, trailer and the little video and it looks fantastic it just looks glorious it looks so much fun and you've got some fantastic amazing characters there um so yeah you've yeah you've done absolutely fantastic with that um when is it this year do you know have you got a date Uh, for it sorry Six of July. Well, July. July, come along, it'd be yeah. great.
3: Yes, yes
2: definitely, great. yeah, that's that my, would be that's great. That's the plan. Yeah.
0: little live podcast. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? i love that. It's, only, how long? it's not very far from
1: us, is it? No, right. an hour down the yeah, road. Put that, put that in the diary. Um, <laughs> so that, so you had your first album, your debut album, You've got an. I we hear you've got another one, You're you're working on another one. Can you yes. tell us anything about that?
2: Yeah. So we, um, the first album we recorded was someone <laughs> called Lucas Drinkwater, um, and we recorded that in Stroud. And then he, sadly for us, happily for him, moved to Australia. <laughs> so this um album we needed to do it with someone else. So we're working with um someone called Sean Lakeman, who is a local musician. And uh, the
0: Lakeman Clan. So Lake- they related to Seth. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yes. Seth's
2: brother. Um. Of And yeah, he's also in a duo, Sean and Catherine. That's right, I've seen him. Um, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he's great. And he's working with us as a producer, which is different to the first album. And it's been really, really interesting working with him because it's like taking the, the first album was very much like we wanted it just to be completely raw and just to capture the sound that we make without too much added in very natural and then with this one we've gone for a little bit more production on it so it's a little bit more textured I'd say in terms of the sound the topics that we're covering are quite similar they're they're all the songs that we write are sort of about things that are dear to us or matter to us or are happening in our lives um, so the sort of topics are similar but it's just got a slightly more advanced sound and I think it it shows that we have been touring for two years and have developed as a duo and Mm. we're really really excited about it we've just got another few more days in the studio and then it will be done
0: can't wait to hear it yeah it's really exciting yeah
1: (laughs) fantastic
0: It's
1: it takes you ages really... to think of a name now, though. That's
0: I know. Amazing.
1: Oh, I've got a list on the go. <laughs> yeah.
0: because <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> no, last time we were scouring through our lyrics trying to find the title of the album, and eventually settled on "If We Turn Away," which sort of encapsulated everything. Yeah. yeah. And this time, I'm now right, right as we go, writing down lyrics and little ideas.
1: Yeah, up. you've got to. it as you go i think haven't you because there's nothing more annoying than thinking i had that thought but i
0: can't remember it it. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: might be our age (laughs) (laughs) so
0: So, this year was a busy one for you performing uh lots of festivals and taking and taking gigs to rural locations in the country of the country in the country sorry read it can't read my <laughs> own typed writing um so what else do you have planned for 2024 we've got some festivals you got some gigs lined up what else is going on obviously an album coming out yeah so we currently we're actually taking a break from traveling and touring
3: which is a relief and it's really nice to just be working on the creative side of it and have space to be working on the album and then we've got a kind of a smattering of gigs in the spring yep. and some singing retreats and things. Um, and then in the summer we've got some festivals. I'm not sure which ones we're allowed to announce. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know actually. They'll be announced soon. Yeah. Um, and then in the autumn we've got a full tour. So we've got an 18-date tour, which okay. is um southwest, southeast. I think um, we'll probably go up north as well. I think there's there might be some north dates. We haven't yeah. got those booked in yet, but there'll be 18 dates promoting the new
2: album which will release in the autumn so yeah it'll be like, that will coincide with the album release fantastic yep. oh well, we'll be there
1: yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, <laughs> another, another busy one but hopefully not you know you kind of as you've delegated a little bit kind of not quite so manic exactly Yeah. yes yeah. yeah. so trying to find that balance is difficult isn't it
2: it's, it's very difficult
3: yeah well I mean that's the last couple of weeks that's what we've been focused on like how yeah. to actually not be so um overloaded. Yeah.
2: yeah. And there is a there's a tendency with being I think just being self-employed actually, but also being a self-employed musician is is there's kind of feast or famine. So you sort of when work's coming in, you're like, oh I need to say yes to everything because this could all stop at some point. But we've had no famine. <laughs>
0: that's amazing
2: so I mean it's amazing but the feasting we've feasted too much (laughs) um so so it feels like um yeah we haven't had that quiet downtime that usually comes around as a natural thing so we're sort of trying to because we don't know if that's something that will happen in the next two years because the album we're just trying to book yeah yeah, bit where it's like right we're not doing anything then
1: and that's where the creative stuff kind of happens isn't it often you need to almost be a bit bored a bit kind of right what should we do today for the creative stuff to kind of you know get going again don't you
2: yeah and the songwriting you know you need time you need to slot in time for that because otherwise everything in life just gets in the way and it sort of gets put back and back and back and actually you know that is the that is the crux of our work is the songs that we write. So we need to be able to factor in time to be able to do that in a, in a way that's not um, too pressing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: What about if anyone that's listening and not watching we're in, um... Uh, Julu and heger sat in front of lovely portraits of their dogs um, so, what about the dogs is there any songs about the dogs <laughs> oh, God, yeah. i think the are short yeah, why not a <laughs> uh, little shout out to our friend
3: lee stammers who is an amazing artist who gave these to Julu. Uh, the i just love
2: them but they yeah the songs. they've not had a song they haven't had a song Maybe one day you'll write but, one for them. I, no, come away. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think dogs, dogs help
1: you in other ways, don't they? Yeah. They're kind of your, you know, they support you, don't they? They kind of bring you back back to earth a little bit.
2: Yes, they do.
3: women, so maybe we could get something in about the dogs. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> they also, they make us stop and take them for walks, which yeah. is a usual thing, you know. Get out in the countryside and, like, yeah. Getting up on the moors, reminding us why we live here, which has made touring so hard. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend
3: touring with the dogs. We did try it last year and it was, uh, it was in, an interesting experience. There were lots and lots of things that went wrong. Let's just yeah, say that. Was,
2: that won't happen again. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've done that. That was their one yeah. and only tour.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
2: got t-shirts and obviously a lot of other things <laughs> yeah. from
3: that. Was, yeah. incident, got... There was an incident with some raisins and some chocolate. Which yeah. was oh. a very oh. traumatic
0: event. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that with mine yeah that was a bad job yeah
1: yeah not not good um so you very kindly um said you'd uh do us a little part of a song or you know whatever whatever you'd like to do um to for any of our listeners who haven't heard you um so what are you what what would you like to do for us today
2: well we thought that we'd sing you um the acapella song that we're going to put on the new album, just to give you a little taster of um of what we're going to be doing. So this is a uh, Hebridean folk song. So it's the only traditional song that's going on the album, um, and it's a song called Seagull of Land Underway. You're better at describing what it's about than I am, Heg.
3: So it's like um it's <laughs> sung from the perspective of the women that were left on the shore when their men went off to sea and often didn't come back. And so this song is about. Their souls living on under the waves and it and it's asking the seagull to tell them where the the souls of their loved ones are
2: beautiful oh.
3: like right, what are we doing
2: in no. Ci go on the B. I I think right. I'm not warmed up
3: snow I see guns say oh, honey, they see. I'll say Where rocks Where thou Let them One thou them see, I'll say Where the young Lads are resting
0: oh, Oh,
3: within my heart is
0: That was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, goosebumps. goosebumps. (laughs) Beautiful, yeah. That was stunning. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. What a pleasure to come on and talk to you.
1: Well, I can't speak now. (laughs) That is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So, where where can people find you if they want to find out about future about your album, about your future album, about tour dates coming up later in the year? Social media.
3: We're on all the socials as Southering, S-U-T-H-E-R-I-N-G, and um, our website is southering.com, and there's links to everything from our website, so that's probably the best place to go. And you can sign up to our mailing list
2: um and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah, we keep the tour dates updated, so as they get confirmed, you just put them straight on there. Fantastic.
1: fantastic. And Pride is 6th of July, I think, isn't yes, it? it? So is involved, involved in that. If anyone's so at
3: sidmouth folk festival in the summer both of our choirs are performing at sidmouth this year so wow.
1: oh, i love that. sidmouth folk festival yeah. if anyone's coming down to devon on holiday come then um it's august isn't it usually first week in august, yeah, first week it? in august. Yeah. um it's a wonderful um celebration of all things folk isn't it it's a fantastic yeah, place yeah and things just happen on the street just randomly yeah
2: it's so great there's so much free stuff it's brilliant yeah,
0: yeah. brilliant Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. you.
2: Oh, a pleasure.
1: Well, weren't Julie and Hed good? They were fantastic.
0: I've still got goosebumps. I know. I yeah. can't wait to see them touring. Oh, either. no, i going to no, look forward to that. I can't wait either. Book collective, gents. So we have a new book. We do. The absolutely phenomenal caitlin moran has written a new book called what about men so we're not we've just read the prologue to get to wet our whistle yes. so to speak <clears throat> wet our whistles yes. um and i'm very excited mm. already i i didn't want to stop at the prologue but i did because i well done. Don't, no. don't want to peek
1: no we don't want spoilers do we we no. want to read along with you guys yes. so we don't want to spoil it i i honestly think if anyone else perhaps not anyone else but if yeah, perhaps if anyone else had written a book called "What About Men," I don't know whether I'd want to read it. Because
0: no, the biggest it, feminist, the biggest yes. you know, one of the biggest literary feminists that we have, yes, um, in, in in the UK at the moment, and she and she actually says that herself, doesn't she? Because she was touring, and in July twenty fourteen, when she had one of her books out, she she was just getting she was getting question after question yes. about, um, okay, you know, loads of questions about women and feminism, but the, the question that absolutely stumped her was um, what about the men and it was from what women about my son
1: it was from women because women mothers were have boys yeah. what do they say to their boys you know we can big our girls up yeah but what do we say to the boys who were who were struggling exactly and, <clears> she, and she sorry sorry Lou she sort of was answering kind of in a bit of a dismissive way wasn't she she says in the prologue she says well I was thinking well I I don't know I've got two girls I'm here to talk about women and men can sort out themselves yeah Yeah. but she realized didn't she with every woman she spoke to especially on tour that how important it was she says
0: at one stage I don't know just go and ask Gary Lineker
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah she made a joke about it didn't she um and she sort of says, um, to be a mother of a teenage daughter is to engage in frequent anxious phone calls with other mothers discussing these kind of incidents. Mothers and daughters talk to each other endlessly about what's going on with their children. Um, half half of the wine I've drunk in the last four years <laughs> has been with <coughs> other mothers of daughters sharing our war stories and various incidents and outrages that have occurred. Giving advice, counselling the girls, mothering feminism, feminism is all... <coughs> (coughs) about these mini conferences late into the night and i wondered lou because you've got two girls Mm -hmm. i've got one girl and i've but i've also got two boys so it from her point of view and probably yours as well you didn't apart from your husband you didn't really have to worry about the boys did you
0: no no not at all not in the slightest and then when we had um one of my daughter's friends um Fell out with parents and moved into our house for six months. So in the end, I had th- at one stage, one summer, I had three girls yeah. in yeah. the house, and it—I oh, loved it. It's proper. Yeah. I mean, the things you talk about. I mean, you know, they were emptying my wardrobes of clothes, but I just loved it because you—you yeah. you could talk. There were times when it was hard, and times it was really difficult, especially with, with one of my children when there was some um, issues going on. But you, you just kept talking and communicating and that you could do that even if they yeah. didn't want to. But I think reading what she's saying with boys, it's just, they just close down completely, don't they? Well, I, I
1: see, I think, see, mm. I, I did get a little bit because you know, having two boys, I was just wondering what conversations she's talking about. Having conversations with daughters' mothers, isn't yes. she? And I know some of your other friends. You've got a godson, haven't yes. you? So some of your uh, other friends had boys as well. And I'm just wondering what the stories. Because a lot of my friends had boys, um so it's interesting hearing her sort of saying the conversations as if mothers of boys don't have those same conversations yeah. so and they had
0: lots of conversations with mothers of daughters yes an awful
1: lot yeah but i've also had those same conver- similar conversations with mothers of boys, and it, it's you know, like like she says, uh, she says she, talking to mothers of boys, the conversation goes something like, "Oh no, you know what boys are like? They're private. They don't really talk about stuff. Or I don't think boys get embroiled in all those complex situations. Um, boys are quite simple. They're like dogs. They live in the moment. Or yeah, it seems a bit. He seems a bit down. To be honest, I try and talk, but he just shuts down. Being a teenager is shit, right? And this sort of things, but." I don't know I've I've I think maybe it's because I've got one of well, two boys and a, and a and a girl I've always had the same conversations yeah. with my boys as if
0: I've have, had had with th- my and I think that's daughter. Quite, I think that's quite more that, looking at it I think it's more unusual that you have those because you do have the beautiful relationships and the very open and honest and talking relationships with all three of your children yeah I um do. you know so both sexes so I think and I don't think maybe if you're in a very male dominated house and it'd be really nice to hear people's points of view on this, because yeah, we would. haven't. We've got no. a very, you know, highly um maybe testosterone house where there's a lot of sport going on and you're on in the rugby field or the football pitch or the cricket, da da da, da you know, and you're out all the time s- sporting stuff and whether it is is different, really I would like to know. Yeah,
1: it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. please please do let us know. And, because and I, my 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 boys are both feminists yeah and but they they are they i think boys now are talking about their feelings more and there's more boys now struggling with mental health Mm. and this is what she's kind of going into isn't she because boys sort of almost don't know their place do they
0: yeah and she says in the absence of um appealing relatable sound advice coming from the good liberal progressive men of, of of her generation that boys have found they were, no, so so the only thing they were talking about really is in chat rooms and influencers on YouTube and TikTok. I mean, she hasn't mentioned Mr. Tate's name, but, you know, that's what she's yeah. getting out there. She has at one point. She mentions Andrew Tate
1: and... um Yes, yeah, she does. And what's his name? Yeah. Uh, um Peterson, Jordan yes. Peterson, yeah, who's and, not you know, quite like, so... Feminazi
0: and yeah. feminism as a cancer, you know, and she and so really about really putting down... The progressiveness of how we've actually managed feminism has actually come to fruition as it is at the moment. Yeah.
1: the way I see it, Lou, <laughs> is
0: very simple. Putting it very
1: simply, is um, there's a lot of talk about you know bigging up girls and they can do anything, and and as you say, that sometimes that is it can be the boys can feel it's at their cost. Um, but what's happening is people like. Andrew Tate are making the boys almost blame the girls whereas it's comes back to the old patriarchy it's not the girl's fault it's the the way that the we're all brought up in this patriarchal society mm. and and boys are much a victim
0: of course particularly
1: are. marginalized uh yeah. boys trans and all sorts of they're just as much a victim but they're blaming the wrong people it's a bit like um our taxes and things and and people blaming people on benefit because our nhs isn't funded properly or it must be all those people you know taking benefit and not thinking about all the tax breaks that the very rich get all the tax that they're not paying Mm. uh, because uh, they've got all these loopholes and you're You're blaming the wrong people.
0: It's the most vulnerable in society. You know the easiest ones to pick on. Yes, they're the easy pickings. Yeah, it's
1: not his or her. It's 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 about all of us, isn't it? Yeah, and she sort of says um, at the end here, doesn't she? Towards the end of the prologue. um, uh, she says and so at the age of 48 yeah. i have finally taken absolutely seriously something that boys and men have been saying for a while now the biggest complaint of men's rights activists and the manosphere which is in our culture it's easier to be a woman than a man now we of course it, we know it isn't but that's lot, that's, that's the way yeah. they're seeing it isn't it um so yeah i'm really going to be looking forward yeah. to chapter 1 Oh yeah, definitely. And I but just love this bit at the end of the prologue. She's and she apologises, doesn't she, to people yes. that I she says, I'm sorry if I that I try to deflect your questions or make a joke out of it when you ask me about boys. You were right to say, is there any advice for mothers of boys? You were right to think there is a problem. You were right to say, what about men? So I'm really looking yeah, forward to me this. Too. Yeah. So
0: we are going to be reading chapter one and chapter two. For next week. Yes. Two chapters. Yes. So Great. please, please send any thoughts and messages about what we've been talking about. Yeah, please message us in.
1: Yeah, pl- please, please do. Whether know. you've got boys, girls, what whatever you've got, if you've got no children at all, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's just we want to hear what people have to say. It's quite an emotive subject, I think, isn't it, particularly mm. at the moment? Most definitely. Mm. WI, so every week we have a weekly invitation, it's an invitation not a challenge, so if you'd like to take part, um, and Lou has got one for us today.
0: Lou? I certainly have, so we've ha- this week um, when we've recorded, uh, yesterday was Blue Monday, so we've had Blue Monday this week, and I don't know about you Jins, but I think January is just the longest month of the year. I love it, though. I like January. Yeah, you see, Annie loves it as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't mind it at I all. I don't like it. No, a lot of people I'm happy, don't. I'm happy for those buds to start flowering and budding in February and March. Mm. Anyway, so I thought we could all do with a little bit of happiness. Who doesn't love a bit Always of happiness? Always love a bit of happiness. So the, Ken Dodd. Yes. <laughs> oh, Doddy. 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 Diddy. Diddy, Doddy. 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 So, the mission of, so I'm going to talk about action for happiness. So the mission of action to happiness is to to help people create a happier world with a culture that prioritizes happiness and kindness. So action for happiness do this by helping people get together regularly, face to face where possible to learn evidence-based skills for happier living, feel a sense of belonging and commit to personal action to create more happiness both for themselves and others. They have no religious or political or commercial affiliations and they welcome people of all faiths, or none, and all parts of society. So members of this movement make a simple pledge to try to create more happiness in the world, which I thought was just so lovely. So what I'm gonna give you now, so, they have a daily calendar of happiness for you to follow and tick off Ooh. where you can. I've printed you one out for January. Oh, you
1: have! It was beautiful mm-hmm.
0: colours. Thank very you very beautiful much. Colours. So, as you can see, so today we are on Tuesday the sixteenth when we record this. So contribute positively to your local community. I think we're doing that with the I podcast today, we are. aren't we? Um, and there's some great ones on there. Say positive things to people you meet today ask other people about things they've enjoyed recently say hello to a neighbor they're very simple they're nothing get gonna...
1: moving do something active outdoors yeah lovely so I will... what i love about what you've just said lou <clears throat> is the fact of happiness you said something about happiness and kindness yes. and prioritizing i love that because happiness prioritizing and happiness, and happiness and kindness, kindness brings happiness with it doesn't think it it's it does. not about you know sort of uh, money or anything it's just no. about you know so being i thought kind. for the rest
0: of the month and even the rest of the year we could just have a little look i'll put the um link for the calendar which is a free download or if you can't download it it's just keep a little tab open on your phone yeah and you can see what
1: are they going to do this like this sort of thing every month every have they got, month oh they've i got, love they've
0: that got, i didn't print all of them out I'd have run out of ink yes so we've got that wouldn't be very
1: kind to the planet either, would we if we can do it on our phones the trees
0: absolutely so I thought every now and again we can check in and see how we're going Uh, if you want to keep this going for quite a while
1: yes I love that thank you very much so yeah let us know if you're going to have a little Go with that. We'll pop some things on Instagram as we go as well, oh, won't we? Yeah, pop it on the gram. Um, I believe it's your turn for a quotation for it us. Certainly Lou. Can is. you
0: inspire us with a quote this week? I think I can. Hmm. I do think I can. So the quote today is from Walt Whitman. Oh, keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadow will fall behind you. Nice, simple, simple, nice. but nice. You live in the sunshine. Put your head up. And don't worry about the dark bits behind you
1: yeah like it Walt Whitman <laughs> always reminds me of Breaking Bad if anyone's seen that oh, anyway just a little Poets thought
0: Society for me
1: oh is it yes. yeah that's a good film
0: sees the day
1: yeah mm. very good oh it's good to be back Lou isn't oh, it oh
0: yeah me you and Mr. Mr. Jones <gasps> oh my god of singing retreats now can't we
1: i I, uh, yeah see you've got a voice there sounded yeah. love rather lovely i was just
0: told i couldn't sing at home
1: i know do you know what i uh, we've all been told we either can't sing we can't act we can't dance we can can't do what we can we, we're gonna do one of those retreats i really mm, fancy yeah. that
0: yeah, I might, they might be nobody else on the retreat by the G- time. Julia and Heg might tell us they're fully booked <laughs> for the rest of 2024. And 25 and 26. <laughs> so we hope your tea's not gone cold and that you'll join us next Sunday for the collective. We would love you to subscribe, favour and review our podcast. It really does help us spread the word. If you've enjoyed our podcast, you can buy us a coffee and help us at ko fi.com forward slash womankind collective. There's a, the link is on our podcast show notes. Please head over to our Instagram page, Women Collective, to leave comments or DM us with your thoughts or watch us and our guests on our Womankind Collective YouTube channel. And lastly, you will find all the links, any guest details, and our hashtag Where's My Clinic campaign petition from Menopause Clinic in Devon on the podcast show notes. Fantastic. I'm off to buy some tablecloths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're going <only> to need 12. <laughs>